Yo people, welcome to the Ratsu Podcast where each week we are going to be pulling back the curtain on what it's like to really win the biggest talent show in the world. Plus secure a recording contract, tour Europe with some of the most famous artists in the world and then decide that we need to take back control of our musical journey by doing it our own way. This is a real story behind real music. Good morning, people, and welcome to the Raksu podcast, where we are starting 45 minutes late because Jamal decided to oversleep. However, he is here now, <laughs> and that is what really matters. He was the one that said, let's meet at 7.30 at Miles's house. <laughs> hold up, hold up. All Actually right. gets at 7.25. Okay, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Let it out now. So that we can get on, okay? You said me. We got stories to tell, <laughs> and you guys are here. Get it out now. Okay. Get it out now. Go All on. Right. No, I'm good. I'm are good. you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> I Very think low. I'm good. Uh, oh, right. But it might right. like come up later. Okay. Tell us to meet at 7.30 and you're leaving at 8.45. I'll <laughs> be there at 9 in Ilford. What, what, what do you want me to do? Get up early. I didn't get up early. There's been many, many, many times... Where we were supposed to get to places and everybody has always. I've never Put your hand up if you've never been late for a podcast. Me. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, all right. Okay, I will take this and we'll keep it moving. Don't worry. All right. Well, so obviously last time we um got to... I'm sorry to confound your pain, but obviously we ended the last episode and you having to travel to Belgium. It seems like it's all directed at me right now. Wow. Well, that's just a coincidence. Uh, right. Um, and, so, these holes. <laughs> and so now we've got to a point whereby obviously we've got through judges' houses. Jamal's got his passport back from the Bayesian embassy and has landed back on English source. And we are now moving into the X Factor house. Um, growing up watching the program, I know for me, the X Factor house is something I'd always heard of, but I'd not actually seen too much of it. So it, I don't know, in my head, emotionally, it was like just some other world where just everyone went into his house and a whole load of madness happened. And then at the end of it, somebody came out a superstar. Um, but what were your like, I didn't know it existed. I'll be real. Didn't know really part of the process. No idea it existed. So I, how did you feel when they said, okay, now you got to move into a house for six weeks? Um, was it six weeks or was it longer? Six weeks. No, six weeks of a show. So it must be eight weeks, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. Two months. So, I will be real. I thought we were going to have our own rooms. <laughs> that was a big shock. Big grown men, you know. So you go in and we're all sharing bunk beds. Bunk beds. <laughs> no word of a lie. And the thing is, like, we walked in and I remember them trying to sell us the idea. I remember it's like, okay, well, guys, this is where your room's going to be. This is where this is going to be. All right, cool. We walk into the room and... The way you see it, there's two bunk beds directly in front of you. And there's uh, what we then found out was a closet space, like with two kind of sliding doors and then the bathrooms there. I think we all checked in the room to see if there was more space, like if there were more beds. Unfortunately, it was just two bunk beds. So for me, I kind of, I was very shocked at the fact that it said we were all 25 and it was less about it being, um, uh, we're brothers, we're going to stay in the same room being like, yo, where the hell are we going to sleep? Because bunk beds is something that I left in my teens. Not when I'm a big man and we're here just, you know, 
It's not really the wave. It really was not. How, how did you feel? Did you know it was coming? Like, how did you no, feel? No, I didn't have a clue. To... I didn't have a clue. I thought at the no, minimum... But surely you both knew, because when we went into the no, like, into the... the process, you knew that was the stage after Judges' yeah, House. I knew, yeah, I knew, I knew about Judges' House, but I didn't know what to expect. Okay. So when you walk into the house and it's... Well, when you get to the house and you see it and it's the biggest house you've like, ever possibly been in. Table tennis, table... Swimming pool... Back. Which Steam we weren't allowed room. to go in. Got us, well, we weren't allowed to go in. <laughs> we had to ask to make cheese on toast. <laughs> Big grown men. And then you walk upstairs and there's flipping bunk beds. Yeah. And you know, one of your members snores ridiculously loud. Mm-hmm. It was, it was painful. Yeah. And, and also the fact that we was 15 minutes from our houses. Yeah. From our own beds. And it was like a lot of, um, yeah. In, I, I didn't find the X Factor house fun at all. Like, I feel like one, we were very much in work mode and we were there to like, just get stuff done. Um, two, I think there was a lot of nonsense and people just being idiots towards each other in the house as well, which I was kind of like, what's going on here? Childish. Yeah. Well, obviously we were amongst the older. Yeah, yeah, for sure. House, but even some sure. of the older people were no, still getting yeah, involved so in, of course. Do you know no, what I mean? No, no, standard. I was just like, yo, what's going yeah. on? Thirdly, the lack of autonomy as well was also crazy because remember it was like obviously you can't leave the house yeah. without security coming with you or something happening couldn't go to the gym yeah I remember it yeah, was like yeah, what yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. had to like escort us the to the gym I know you left the house you, yeah. um, it was yeah it was <laughs> we'll a bit there. and then even worse for me personally was Mustafa snoring <laughs> When you, like whipped him. Must, that time when you whipped him with a belt obviously happy birthday must be yesterday love you bro yes um but yeah the snoring thing obviously as you know was i, I couldn't deal with it it's actually like one of my one of one of my most sorry moments that i've ever had in my life all right so let's put this into context right there's two bunk beds in the room uh i sleep on the bottom bunk um miles sleeps on the bottom bunk of the other bed my must is above me and ash is above miles all right so <laughs> everybody gets into bed kind of at various times but i think must have been there beforehand i don't yeah, know if ash yeah, ash had been in there beforehand but me and miles then come in um i think i can't come came in the latest but anyhow lay down on the bed <laughs> everybody's kind of started to drift ash would do this thing where he put on his headphones and think be watching something and then just fall asleep very serial falling asleep with his headphones obviously because must is snoring i was about to say yeah, that yeah, was the yeah, only no, purpose no, no, no of course i of bought earplugs of course oh yeah so, oh yeah we yeah, all did yeah. Bruv, like, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a, nah, it's it not was. like a one day thing nah, this it was, was consistent it was so we get to this point and i think i don't know if they had if it happened at once but i have looked at miles <laughs> at this at like the point just before Ash has clearly lost his mind Ash is like probably hearing this snoring for about the last 15 minutes but Ash before is, this this is like this is a good few weeks into the yeah. this yes, day yes, like, yes, it's yes. a daily basis thing yes so we've got to this point now and I've looked at Miles and as soon as I've looked at Miles Ash is <laughs> Got up out of the bed. You know how a toddler just first remembers like how they get to how to stand out of a crib and they just put one arm up and they're trying to just reach up. This was Ash, but Ash obviously has clear control of what he's doing. I have never heard the hardest slap you hear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
that? <laughs> Must have went, oh, uh, that hurt. Bro. And I felt so bad. Uh, I, it was actually so, so Shut bad. Shut right now. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And then after that, Must got up and then moved to, he went and stepped downstairs, I think. Now, no, so, upstairs and the other yeah, downstairs. Yeah, so. Because yeah. some pe- other people yeah, have so gone, Other people yeah. had left at this point. So there was more rooms in the actual um, house which probably would have made sense for all of us to go into. Definitely. I put up with that shit for like five weeks. Nah, you did. The you way did. you clapped him. Right, yeah. Me and Jam were like, me and Jam were at the bottom like this. Bro, <laughs> if you clapped me, we would have fought. I'll be honest. I yeah, yeah, would have yeah. fought you. Yeah. And I, and I know, yeah, I know. We, we, got, we, we no had car. to scrap. Because the thing is, I was nowhere. I'm in my sleep. Well, do you understand? <laughs> bro, bro. Do you understand? How could you stop? <laughs> do you understand how disconcerting that is and how disorientating that is when you're in your slip? Yeah, but guess imagine, what? Imagine, sleep deprivation is disorientating as well. So where do we go from there? You can't slap somebody in their sleep. Well, you can't snore. Whoa. <laughs> That's a point. Boy. That's Boy. a point. So what? So you should sleep and I shouldn't. No, no, no. But it's not that. Right <laughs> He was I'm, sleeping I'm just, good. I, I, all, all I'm saying is, is that there's man clearly enough for everybody. There's clearly other ways, right? And I know you had it up to here. What's the other ways? Right, tell my man, yo, just, I suggest you go to another room, like now, and say it forcefully. <laughs> Don't get out <laughs> You whipped a grown man. You slapped the shit out of a grown man in the top bunk of a bunk. No, no, the, the thing is, though, is, I whipped him on a regular basis because I'd always have like either a hoodie hold up, or a hold trouser wait, leg like, or like the trousers of my tracksuit bottoms like at the edge of my so bed. That, that day you was just vet. So I would always reach over for them and I'd just whip him. So I think <laughs> what happened was I must have just hit him with, I don't know, I don't know whether it was maybe I caught him with like maybe like a zip or something like that. Wow. But I actually didn't do anything different to what I would always do, which nah. is whip him with me like, and, like me, and, me and Jam heard the noise of the of the of the jacket or whatever you hit him with going through the air, mate. We heard the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, enough was enough, man. Enough was me enough. Me and Jam were like shell shocked. We didn't know what was going on. We we was like <gasps> looking at each other like almost wanting to laugh but scared for what's about to happen Bro, next. because it actually looked, this is, and for extra context, this is in the middle of the night. This is not, it's, all right, maybe let's say like half 12, maybe one, maybe half one. Like everybody is like tired and we're sleeping. Obviously to put, give it even more context, these days are like 18 hour days. Some of the days that we aren't, um, making music they're pulling us to film we're doing this so it's very it's at the end of very very long days so we're all kind of tired by the time we get there everybody's ready to sleep and ash is out here whipping Whipping the shit out of us boy that was that was cold you could have dealt with that you could have dealt with that differently i would have personally have dealt with it differently why didn't you then because I didn't know that that was going to happen. Nobody in the room knew that. What do you mean? I was whipping him on a nightly basis. We didn't know that. We didn't know that. You didn't hear him snoring? Bro, I heard him bro. snoring. So why'd you deal with it then? Whip him. Then why'd you deal with it? Hold up, hold up. Because you didn't deal with it, so I dealt with it. Whip him. Listen, why didn't you deal with it? Hold up. So there's very much, there's there's a few stages that we go through. Hear me out. No, this is a direct question. No, no. Why I, didn't I, you deal I, with I, it? And I'm getting Okay, all right. I've spoken to Muslim, I've said Muslim, right, yo. You know, when you when it feels like you're snoring. I even said to him to turn over. Because remember there was times yeah. where you just nudge him and he'd turn That's over. That's what no I'll whip him, he moves. No, but Badger's <laughs> <laughs> out here whipping people. I, I, the whip part is yeah. the is the tough part. Oh, cool, telling. but basically you tried. Did it change anything? No. It did at point. <laughs> no, it didn't. What made the change? He stopped snoring for five minutes because he was away. Exactly. The change happened. Cause you went to a lick, bruv. 
It's true. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you very might, militant you, way to go through it. Do but... stuff. Can't just bury your head in the sand. We're not ostriches. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to deal with it. Enough. But deal with it. obviously I felt bad. I still feel bad. I apologize. I don't know. It was funny as fuck. But I, I am never falling asleep anywhere near you. Of course, I don't snore like that. Yeah. I have snored, but Moses snoring was on a different level. And, and I think, as you said, it was only because we we're in such a stressful process. It's such a long time. Like, and also, it's like I know I have to. I've got to be on form tomorrow. I didn't whip like, him though. We all had to be on form. That's what I'm saying. Me and Miles didn't do any whipping. I, I care. Were well, you on form? Yeah, I, I was on top form. That's what I'm saying. I care. You <laughs> were on form in different areas. I was on you top form. You were distracted and oh, on form shush, in different areas. Shush, shush. Really? The, only person, still turned up. the only person with the eyes on the prize was me. I'll be what real. What do you mean? Well, I'll be I'm on prizes what? yeah exactly I got, said, pri- I got prizes for my hard work I, so don't chat to me <laughs> don't chat to me about you needed to sleep because you were up until 3am doing <laughs> in the kitchen so you didn't value your sleep every night exactly. no but hold us up hold us every up, hold night up. <laughs> and you don't what? tell me about you valuing your sleep what do you mean you, even you was just doing other stuff but all I'm saying is were we not on form there was we no was weapon you was on the wrong form bro no bro, no you was on the wrong my form it was, was the wrong form was inspiration <laughs> to creativity <laughs> exactly I had to draw from other sources get my muse you know what I'm saying okay yeah so my friends were too interested in girls to worry about sleep basically and poor me was just trying to get some sleep and I couldn't but anyway we moved so we're in Yetzpah at the house and then the live shows come up right week number one does anyone remember what song we did yes Mamacita Mamacita it was indeed absolutely shagged us by the way why because the next week was, was Latin week. Latin week. Remember? The next week was Latin week and we had just done Mamacita. Yeah, I was right. We kind of feel like that went pretty well for us, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but shagged us still. Um, who wants to tell the story of Mamacita? I think you two. You two have got kind of the 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 real umph for that story. But to put it... I'll start. You guys pick up. Okay. okay? All right. <clears throat> so when did we write the song? When or when, when did you write the song? You wrote the song like a long time ago. While back. So we 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 had Palm Trees Times, it was like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we had written a few songs before we went on the show. Obviously, that was our thing. <clears throat> to write our own music, blah, 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 blah. So we've got a batch of songs, and to every time you go onto the show, they'd ask you to have a assortment of songs prepared. So it might be five, could be up to 10, whatever, whatever. So we've had songs that we've been performing throughout the show. And we've kind of ticked them off. All right, we've performed. Knock, knock, we've performed. Change your mind. All right, let's perform Mamacita. I can't remember what the impetus for the change was as in terms of why we had to go back to it, but we went back to I it. didn't think it was good enough. Right. Yeah, I was like, I finished writing the chorus and I was like, it, felt a little bit boring i felt like they needed to either they just needed either a melodic change yeah. or a lyric change to make it stand out so we were all at my house in my back mm, garden, in the garden and then <laughs> and miles went wrap it up like a fajita <laughs> <laughs> and we looked at each other and we're like hmm <laughs> this, this could work this could work yeah <laughs> if my calculations are correct this could work. And yeah, that became the line that the nation fell in love with. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, sound bites, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy. And, and the funny thing is, is because 
I think the Mama, the Mama Cita story is, you know, like when you're writing a song now, for anyone who doesn't know, there's this thing called publishing, right? Which is where people get paid for writing songs and then being used on the radio or when they're being performed somewhere. So like when a song gets played, there's money for it being streamed or it being physically reproduced as a CD. And then there's also money for the publishing. And when free writers get into a room to write something, they normally split it evenly. Even if somebody writes most of a song and the other two people are like, maybe they're a little bit lazy or they're just not as inspired that day. But the Mama Cita thing really kind of proved to me as to why it should be that way. Because even though you only change like one line in the chorus, so crucial. it was everything. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have walked in. We could have been in a room, me and Jamal writing that song for eight hours. And then you walk in for five minutes, say that one line and it would just change the whole song. song. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I think that's like, yeah, in the context of publishing, it definitely explains why in a lot of cases, things just get split evenly because you actually never know what part of a song is going to be the thing that makes it fly or not. Yeah. Especially with TikTok now, where it can be flipping the most random part. And nobody will listen to the rest of the song. Do you know what I mean? One bit. Literally. So, yeah. For anyone who's wondering about publishing, that's probably why things get split evenly. Um, But I don't know if you guys remember, we actually did Mama Seat with Judges Houses. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking there just now. And I remember, did Simon say to save it or, yes, Simon did. did Yeah, so Simon said to save it. And I think we had done, what did we do there? We did Palm Palm Trees. trees, Yes. So we recorded, we did them both. We did two full performances in front of Cheryl and Simon of Mama Cita and Palm Trees. And then they just picked which one to put out on TV and which one to save. Yeah. So, but, but did he say save it to yeah, us? Yeah. So yeah. By, we should have known we was going through by that point. There, there was no, some... no, no. We were told afterwards. He didn't yeah. tell us then. Oh, oh. Yeah, afterwards, the production team. After we got through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said save it for what's it called. And obviously what you see on TV is Simon then saying we were ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, the song so current, yada, yada, yada. Latin music. Latin, right, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was very, it was such, I don't know, you could call it like divine intervention. We hadn't, I said, we hadn't planned for that at all. Palm Trees was not that. Mamacita was not that. I'm Feeling You was not that. It was just, those were kind of our best songs. So we just, we just did them at specific times. And for whatever reason, they're just, tended to just connect and yeah that was how Mama Cita was born and that's that was kind of the the first week performance do you guys remember going into the first performance though and actually being in the room obviously there is what maybe seven cameras in and around the stage yeah there's 250 people maybe sat in front of us but you're not performing to them you're performing to the cameras there's more yeah. there's 740 <clears throat> How did you I, I guys think, feel? I think you're lying. I think it was about 300. No, it was 700 because they upgraded because the last one was 200. That's why they upgraded it because it didn't have, it didn't have people. the pit. He might be right. Uh, that sounds yeah, like it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds, yeah, like, sounds like he's been saving this explanation uh, for a little bit. Yeah, well, obviously you were a bit closer <laughs> to the insiders. So, you know, you want to go there. How did you guys feel uh, when we were in the room and we're running through the performance. I haven't got to the, the live performance yet, so it's not actually on TV, mm. but we're practicing. <clears throat> Obviously, having performed out to people and crowds and now having to really internalize the performance, not really look at uh, any of the people who are going to be there and being told like, look, this is the cue that you have to have. Look for this camera, look for this, look for that. How did you guys feel? I'll let you go, Mars. 
don't know. I, I think I was, I think by that point I was accustomed to it. Like I was just, if it's a camera, it's a camera kind of thing. And, uh, I think for me, it was more like the choreography, like of our steps. And we weren't even dancing then. I mean, I couldn't fucking dance, still can't now, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like for me, I was always, I think if I remember properly, I was always like complaining about like the shitty little steps we would have to do. <laughs> Cause I was just like, let's just perform. Like yeah. this got us this far. Why do we need to do shitty little steps now? Cause Cheryl said, you got to do some more stuff, it's bro. True. It's yeah. true. She said that. At but I wore tight joggers for her. Okay. And the car. I mean, okay. Wow. That's enough. <laughs> where, where do we go from here? He said the Cheryl... He, he saw my penis. Gosh, she asked him for too much. But yeah, I think it was, for me, it was just the setup. And I think I actually got such a buzz out of, because Mama Seat was the one where we was in silhouettes, wasn't it? In the coloured ones. That was coloured yeah, silhouettes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember, I think we went to the, we all went to the thingy room to look what it, see what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we went to the thingy and we was all buzzing at how sick it looked. Like where it was like green, red, yellow. and So to give you a little bit more context on the thingy room, the thingy room is <clears throat> we yeah. go back to production um, and production had like a little van outside of the arena where you'd go in and see like how they would, um, how all the cameras would work basically. And then they'd show you a stage and they'd show you a lighting. <clears throat> And we went in there and they were like, well, this is what it's going to look like. What do you guys feel colors wise? And choose which color, uh, camera to look at and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. yeah. So this was potentially the first time. In fact, no, not potentially. Uh, it was the first time, time we seen anything that like we that. had ever been in anything like that. And it was kind of cool. How did it, how, how, how did you feel? I remember being in the room and listening to the voice of the woman who conducts it going, oh, yeah. camera one, two, three, four, five, oh, yeah. and spin. And like, just yeah. like, it was, I was just like, what's going on? But my, my biggest takeaway from week one and Mama Sita was actually before we went out on stage, that outfit where they tried to put me in a jacket that had an American flag on it. <laughs> And I started throwing my toys out of the pram because I was like, it's week one of the live show. Oh Why God. am I wearing a jacket with an American flag? I'm not American. I don't want to wear it. And then I remember, obviously, Viv. Shout out to Viv. And, and Carl. And freaking Sam as well. And Sam, yeah. Just trying to plead with you. Yeah, and I weren't having it because I was like, no, I'm just not wearing it. And so in the end, I think I thought like somebody went to Selfridges and got me an alpha jacket and that's the jacket yeah. I ended up wearing. Yeah. But I don't know why, but it just was really, really important to me. I guess subconsciously, which is going to be really interesting as we get to the latter stages of this podcast, from that moment, I was probably already scared about people trying to change or erase our identity. And I think I saw me being put in that jacket as a step towards it. Because I was like, if this is like the first and the only time I perform on live TV, why am I going to have an American flag on me? Like, it just don't make any sense. And it was probably such a small thing. And I'm sure they were probably looking at me like, why are you being problematic here? But I would have rather have done that performance bare chested than wear the American yeah, flag We jacket. know how you feel about your bare chest. You just yeah. like to be bare chested. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> Loves it, mate. Minus but, five, bare chest. <laughs> 40 degrees, bare chest. But yeah. But then, yeah, we did it. It was sick. Everybody loved it. It was, it was actually a bit mad. Yeah, I, I, I remember the, the part that kind of stood out for me was what you don't see is you get teams of people. So obviously we're performing to the cameras in the room, 
and that will be people's TVs essentially. But then your mum's there, your family's turned up, your friends are there, and I couldn't, re- I couldn't. Oh, girl, no, 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 no. Yeah. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, like stop smiling as we finished the performance, and I wasn't even smiling at the judges. I was just smiling at the like my family after. Obviously, I had sunk in that we had finished the performance, and you know, you speak to Dermot, you speak to the judges. How did you feel about that? Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, I couldn't stop smiling, and I I had just remembered that it felt weird because you're performing to a million or millions of people, but it still felt like a very intimate gig mm. because there was no obviously there was chairs in the room, but people say, oh yeah, you know, make sure to vote for us, blah 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 blah, and it's so it's so out of context because you can't see anybody. You literally cannot see anybody. And if you don't leave that bubble, you just wouldn't know the the impact. And as you said, later on, we'll get onto the impact of how things were. But Mamacita was a great way to start off the show. I remember getting back to the house that night and people being like, Grace, your song's like top 20 on your iTunes chart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grace, your song's top 10 on your iTunes chart. Raxu, like, your song's like top 10 in the iTunes chart. And by the time it's got to like 1am, Grace is number one and we're number two on the iTunes chart. And I remember just being like, what is this? What's going on? Like crazy, crazy, crazy. And then obviously we had to get ready for week two, which was Latin week, Um, (laughs) which shout out to Eddie Serrano. Well, shout out to that whole music team because I'll be honest, as Miles said, bro, I'm looking at them like, let's just do a remix of Mamacita. Shout out to Brahim, shout out to Carlos. Um, Cause yeah, that's where Demelo was born. That is where Demelo was born. And I feel like as far as that performance with those dramatic steps at the start coming out of the silhouette, everything was a silhouette start, bro. Yeah. Everything was a silhouette start with some stampy feet. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart from I'm feeling you. As, yeah, literally. I think that was my, and my favourite item of clothing that's ever touched my body in my life I wore during the DeMello performance, which was that GCDS jumper. Yes. So if anybody that's wants to get it for me for my birthday, feel free to. Black and red one, beautiful. GCDS, if you're listening, I love that. Please give it to me. Um, <clears throat> and by the time we finished DeMello, I must started sliding around the stage on his knees. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the whole place was just up, yeah, yeah. like yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and that's when I felt like the energy within that building, and I think even looking at the judges after the feedback then, and it was like, yeah, we are definitely on. We just did yeah, some, yeah, like yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Nicole was dancing, standing up, dancing, yeah, and then she offered me tequila. So then, yeah. Nicole so was on a mad You know them, them the, the show, mugs that they had? Yeah. yeah. You know they had the mugs? <clears throat> yeah. That was tequila, pure tequila, all of them. That's actually so funny. And she and then she was looking at me whilst whilst Dermot was speaking. She goes, do you want some tequila? And put up a club. What'd you say? I was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you? Bro, I regret that we didn't... Um... Slap it on Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where is this going? You regret yeah. that what? Like, what, what, did, what did you regret? Like, yeah, because if, if I keep, okay, if I keep it a hundred. You better keep it a hundred. If I keep it a hundred. Sexy. Right? I think 
I actually, I, I, I know that I was in the place of hyper focus during that show, during that run of time. But if I could go back and say something to myself, you would say, speak to Nicole. Stick it on Nicole, brother. <laughs> what? <are> you- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's all I would say. I would say, remember- bro, just shoot your shot, dog. Like- bro, do you remember that when we was up on the, um, what's it, mezzanine thing? What's yeah. it called? And she was in the jeans with the ripped jeans and me and you were over, we were slouched over the bars. Bruh. And we was looking at, I remember she was uh, whining slowly to one song. We can't, I can't remember what song it was. I, I know what you're talking about. Though. And me and you were just staring. Because it was somebody was rehearsing. Yeah, and she Some, was in her heels, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, she's actually a different gravy. She's different, <sighs> different gravy. Different gravy. Honestly, shout out to Lewis Hamilton. My guy. Shout out to Lewis. <laughs> but, um, yeah, shout out to Nicole <laughs> Come on. Uh, anyway, so yeah, DeMello happened. That was sick. We went home that night and then we're number one on the iTunes chart. We're number one on the iTunes chart and I think Mama Cita is also back in the top 10 as well. And it's like, wow. And I remember that being the moment where things really started to change. The Instagram followers again have gone. Yeah. The girls have gone. Old flames from the past. <laughs> People with that, it's, it's, it's just going crazy. Like yeah, that was like yeah. the moment that probably we arrived in the eyes of a lot of people um yeah and then the week after that was um george michael week yeah that was a that was an interesting one because simon cole obviously had this close relationship with him he was obviously a very important icon within r&b and music altogether and not knowing how much influence george michael had they made us sit down and obviously watch this documentary about his life and the biopic that was going to go out and these kind of things. And I remember being very, very tired because they woke us up at the crack of dawn to obviously get some filming done. And we sat down in the living room at this thing. And it was... Who did you sit next to that, though, for that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who did you sit next to in the living room? The living room? Yeah. I feel like this is swinging my way. Why is this swinging my way? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Remember he was sitting down. Oh, yeah. With a cover, with a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some Mars chord just happened in here. Um, I don't I know t- how to... I t- like, what? No, no, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing. Ah, yeah, go ahead, y'all carry on. Um, yes. So we're sat down on the couch. Nice part. Miles is... Uh, Keeping himself warm, uh-huh. put it this way. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we sat down and I remember this being one of the, maybe a, a really difficult week for me personally, because we had done so well with Mamacita. We had done so well with uh, DeMello. And then there was this, okay, well, you guys have to do a cover this time because of the significance of the week that's happening, the significance of what they were trying to obviously put on for the show. And this was more about it telling a story than it, not to say that he didn't make great music, but it wasn't our style. That was not our bike. And that's not what we had done up until until that stage. And the one time that we tried, Simon told us to stop and do something else. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of leering over my head. And I'm thinking, and I guess you guys would be feeling similar that it was like, I don't really want to go up and do a song that we don't know, a cover that we haven't been doing and do it injustice because, as we said, George Michael is George Michael. Very legend. much a British legend and a world icon as well. So you're sat there and you're like, yeah. And I remember 
being in the music room and this is where we would go at the beginning of, at the end of every performance, you go in and you basically prepare for the next week. We're in the room and they're like, yeah, so what do you guys think about this song? What do you guys think about this song? What song can we do? And we ended up stumbling across Faith. Um, and I'll be honest, I really like George Michael's music, uh, but that was one performance that I was like, or one song that I was kind of like, I wasn't really 100% on trying to do it because I know how people remember him and I know what the mood of the performance was going to be like. And it felt like there was so much pressure to just do something right that wasn't us. But what George Michael song would you have picked if you had control? <clears throat> Uh, there's a song he does with Whitney Houston. I can't remember what the name of the song is. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but there's a song where he sings, it's him and Whitney Houston. And I remember it being like a song that I really didn't even know that George Michael was a part of mm. because of the feel of it. And I'd grow, grown up listening to it and kind of that. I can't remember what the name of the song is. <laughs> James Shami, if I told you that, yes. That was kind of one of my favorite songs and it very much, it was a colorful song. It was upbeat, up-tempo, something that I felt that we could give something to. Fifth was definitely not mm-hmm. the song that I thought we could we could do, but um, yeah, that's kind of where we ended up. How did you guys feel when they said, all right, guys, we're in the room. This is what we're going to do. So I am eternally grateful to Grace Davies and I think that she had a significant part to play on how the rest of the journey went, at least for me anyway, because I was absolutely fuming. Like Mm. I was really fucking angry and I was displaying how angry I was to the researchers and the people around. And I was like, I want to fucking talk to Simon because he promised us no, we, we were not going to have to do any covers. covers. So what the hell is this? Why have you just sprung on us? And also we've done DeMello. Oh, on the, yeah. We've done DeMello on the Sunday. And then this was like the Monday we've been told it's George Michael week. Yeah. And then, so we've got four days to, to then come up with yeah. whatever this thing is yeah. going to be. So I was really, really angry. But at the time, Grace had just had a story come out in the papers that apparently like someone has said that she would be in a prima donna. Um, and cause she was her mentor. Was it Sharon? Yeah. yeah. And Grace, I think overheard me talking to somebody about it and she pulled me aside and she was like, look, Ash, you just need to calm down a little bit. Like I've already got like bad publicity because somebody said something about me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera like you don't want the same thing to happen to you and you don't want people to look at you and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was like, do you know what? You're right. And it kind of calmed me down. And I was just like, right, whatever. I'm obviously not going to be able to change it is what it is. You might as well do it. But I was, I was really, really angry. Um, less so at the song stuff was actually kind of irrelevant to me. It was it's more just... the fact that he promised us he was not going to make us do any covers. And then I'm like, we've got three weeks into the live shows and then you thrown this at us. Um, and we had started to stand for something at that point as well. People had started to like what we didn't think they were ever going to like. Like you go on and you just hope, yeah, I'm feeling you. Yeah, if they like it, they like it. And then we'll keep it moving. We've got to not knock. We've got to change your mind. We've got to mamacita, wrap it up like a fajita. Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Demelo, what? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to slide back to doing covers. Crazy. Yeah. How did you feel? 
Mr. Miles. We was in, uh, they told us in that little cabin thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And we was all like, you told us, you told us that we weren't going to do covers. And then they had to get authorization from George Michael's estate for us to rewrite. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We was like, I'm sure we was like, we're not doing a cover. Straight cover. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we. Yeah, it'll be murder. Said, yeah. I'm sure you said, we're not doing a straight cover. And then it took them a few days to hear back from the estate to say that we could do it. And they came back and said, yeah, we love Raksu. They can, they can rewrite it if I remember properly. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's mad because actually I think listening to George Michael's stuff is all amazing so I hope no one like misconstrues this as we didn't want to do a George Michael song because George Michael's dope like he's just he, yeah, he's a phenomenal artist it was just the principle of we were told we could just do our own thing from start to finish so suddenly having it sprung on us that we weren't going to be able to do that was like yeah it was like what is going on but I guess that's the game isn't it so we had to play it they, nah. had, they had to let us rewrite it yeah. Simon's gravy train was about to stop, boy. And uh, I, I remember at the end of Faith, and I said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have Faith. The note went so wonky. I was, that whole performance for me, from start to finish, I just wanted to get through it. Literally just wanted to get through it. I didn't, I didn't care about... Yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, the the steps that we had to do. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted us to kind of get through that week. Cause as you said, it wasn't, it wasn't what we were accustomed to. And it wasn't that it had nothing to do with John, George Michael. It had nothing to do with how good he was. Even that was even more of a pressure to try and execute it in a way that the British public might feel that it should be executed. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. a feeling of, so you're telling us we've got to do a spin on a legend who's just passed away. And if we don't, if, if the public don't like it, they're just going to, like, it's going to come for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, if yeah, it felt like we were being set up to fail. Yes. yes. But I also remember after we did it, and as I said, it wasn't our best performance. I wouldn't have put Raksu off of it, to be honest. And I remember seeing it. And um, as you do, you get back home. Once the performances are done, um, Simon kind of got up and cheered because I think he knew that, you know, it was a lot for us to kind of swing and try and put this into our own uh, version, if you would like. And I remember getting back home and I saw a lot of the comments. And let's say it was about 50-50. People were wondering why we had done it. People were saying that it wasn't, you know, 100%, blah, 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 blah. And if anybody doesn't, anybody tells you that when they get back home in the silence of their own comfort and they don't look at comments they're telling you lies because everybody looks at comments and obviously at that point that's the only connection that we have to the outside world you because you come back from doing your performance you see your family for maybe an hour and you go back to the house and you get started for the next week so we come back and i remember seeing it and what changed my mind after i saw a couple of negative comments was where it ended up in the charts do you remember the songs just, it didn't, I don't think it went up into the top 10. It was 12. Yeah. I think it was in the top 15. And I remember seeing like, even though. 12 would be in the top 15. Yes. No, I was in the top 20. <laughs> um, and I remember seeing it and I was just very much like, um, that kind of, that kind of calmed me down a lot and made me feel a little bit more at home with our efforts because. The song was actually decent. Yeah. The song we, we did 
a good version of it, even though it was something that we might not have, have wanted to do. So shout out to everybody that supported that because it was really, really good. And it was a very, very, very tough week. I felt like, I felt like that was a week I had my, um, where my face started to peel off as well. Yeah. Oh, bro, you had to tell Snake that face. story, bro. Yeah. You have to tell that story. So like what I've now learned is that I have as a stress and anxiety response. He turns into a lizard. Basically, yeah. So like the skin on my face will just like start to die. I'll start to get like swelling. I'll have to use some sort of steroid cream and I'll be walking around and I'll be literally just peeling off the skin from my face. Um, And at the time I was like, is this an allergic reaction? I'd never experienced it before. I had no idea what was going on. Went to Harley Street. Like the show sent me to Harley Street to go and speak to like a top dermatologist. Why the fuck does he look like this? (laughs) (laughs) They had no idea what it was. Um, Spoke to another couple of people. And yeah, we just, we just didn't know what was going on. But I've now learned that as will come apparent over the episodes, it's happened to me three times in my life. Once during the X Factor process, the second time when everything with the record label was going all pear-shaped and the third time is when I was trying to sort out our distribution deal once we were independent. And so like, it's just like, it's just a stress response from my body when I feel like I'm dealing with stuff mentally, but I'm not decompressing physically, my body will end up just saying, we're just going to swell and die on you. So yeah. Um, It was so weird, bro. We turned up, we sat down. And this was the point, if you remember where we did the water thing, remember we're in, uh, I think we had some GCDS stuff on um, and we did the photo shoot. Remember when oh, yeah, we were in the yeah, water, yeah. we kicked the water out. Was that not before the live show started? Yeah. Was that before the live show? Yeah, yeah that's like the oh, very first thing. Sorry. But that was, so, a, that was sick yeah. though. So, this, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a different time and this was kind of the entrance. I forgot about this, but, we have, we get to this point that every week you take some photos, right? So we've got to the point where we've sat down and cameras will be around and shout out to John, man like John, because John was taking photos at that time. Anyhow, and we sit down in a makeup area. We sat down. Everybody's having a laugh, whatever, whatever. Somebody will come around with the camera. Ash's face is just gone. So some other place that we've never seen before. Makeup artist is screeched. And, uh, we're, <laughs> looking, we're looking at work, bro. We have no idea. And do you know why? These man wouldn't let me sleep. <laughs> we're looking at Ash and it's it, obviously you feel bad because we don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. And we're thinking, as Ash said, it's an allergic reaction. You wouldn't let me go to the gym either. It's stress, bro. It was a lot. Ash basically looked like Lizard Man from freaking Spider-Man. Yeah. That's that's where Ash's face yeah. was at. Stress. You literally looked like that. You needed to have sex, mate. That's what you needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, My face didn't fall off. <laughs> Clearly, he handled his stress. Very oh, Willie nearly did. <laughs> <laughs> so, week four, I actually don't remember much about it. Like, I know it's obviously Mona Lisa week. But I actually don't remember so much of week four. I don't know if you remember when we wrote Mona Lisa. So we've gone to the music team and I think we had just come from filming. So we're up for the whole day. We've gone somewhere to film. And rather than going back to the house, we actually ended up meeting a music team, I think at a studio or something like that, and ended up 
We wrote two songs that week. Oh, yeah. We went to Sony. Was it the label? We didn't yes, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, Raheem what was going on? But yeah, yeah, we were at the label. We're sat in there. Yeah. They gave us a little side little. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. Go, oh, you're going to write a song. Yeah, what did you guys want like to eat? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So, for, so for context, right, the whole process is obviously so, so haphazard because it's literally a case of, as we said, you come off stage on the Sunday, you get told what the theme is on the Monday, and then. As you get later on in the show and the production starts to get bigger, you need enough time for choreography, you need enough time for set and stage design, and you need enough time for rehearsals. So by this point, when we get into week four, the song kind of has to be done by Wednesday. So you've just lost a day on what you can do. So Brahim and Eddie, who were like our guardian angels throughout this process anyway, took us to Sony so that we could um, write the song for week four with them. But yeah, Karen. What did I say? Something about food. No, that was oh, Yeah, so we get there, remember, and they're like, I think after filming, and we just, at this point, whenever you get told to be somewhere, they book you at Adelie, you jump into Adelie, you maybe put on your headphones, try and get as much sleep as you can, and yeah. you wake up when you get there. That's literally it. So at this point, we don't know where we're going. They just said, look, you need to go and see the music team. Have no idea what's going on. We're at the label. They asked us if we wanted anything to eat. This is the first time I've ever tasted Whole Foods um, lasagna, by the way, and it is elite. Foods come up. We're sat in the room. Shout out, home No, no, no. We weren't gonna go there. Just letting you know. <laughs> whole yeah, Foods lasagna is nice. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm trying to get that whole food burstment. Shout out to Whole Foods. WF, get me hashtags and them things. Shout out Whole Foods lasagna. Yeah, let's do a little advert, guys. I want to let you know that if you care about your body and the vitality of your life, you should get yourself down to Whole Foods, where the best food is there in the whole. For a limited time only. There are a few stores available. So yeah, we've got up there and we've sat down and we're all tired. And as I said, uh Brahim and Eddie were kind of our guardian angels do this because to muster the energy, to muster the effort for us to actually come up with Mona Lisa and come up with the concept and all of these things. And yeah, I, I, something tells me we wrote two songs on that day. I think it was Touche and Mona Lisa. Am I am I wrong in in, in thinking that, or was it just one song? No, Touche came with Nube. It did. Yes, it did. All right. Yeah. So we sat down in this uh, in the label, and I don't know what time we left there, but we were there for a hot minute. Um, and I actually think we actually missed out on like another batch of filming. Um, but. It was a really, really, really long day, but that's where Mona Lisa came from. And we've got to, when did, when did we have the conversation about whether or not girls were going to be involved in our performance? Cause remember that was like a whole Bro, we thing. We pulled the girls like the day beforehand or the morning. Cause they were of, meant to, they were meant to be in it, right? When I say pulled the girls, I mean pulled them out of the <laughs> performance. So basically <laughs> yeah. to give, to give context, obviously we were male heart throbs at this point. So Girls being on stage was a real thing. And it was like, obviously there's four of us on stage. Do we really need other people to be on stage to kind of give the performance that we need? And it was very early decided that we didn't. Um, because Must danced, obviously the boys rap, I sang, whatever the case may be. So we kind of had the whole package up on stage anywhere. And at this point, because it was Mona Lisa and it was talking about, oh my eye, you caught my eye. It was kind of, trying to see how we could incorporate these girls into our performance. And I remember it, as I said, it might've been like 
12 hours before we were, we were to perform or something like 24, we've done a rehearsal with the girls as well. And they were like, yeah. So it was it, I think we were meant to have four or six girls in there and it ended up being like three. And they didn't touch us. Yeah, basically they just yeah, they stood, did. Nah, they touched your shoulder. The shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were gonna wind on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We were. <laughs> so about to get a little bit Mr. Vegas in the situation. But unfortunately, I it didn't go that way. Yeah, because it was like I feel it would have given us an opportunity to be part of Catch a Wine FC. Uh, you know, shout out to the squad, Catch a Wine FC, coming <laughs> to a carnival near you soon. Carnival's back. Carnival is I back heard, I heard, this year. I heard, I this year, heard, I, heard. I, I can't go and do a magic. You can't go. I'm not, like it. Now I'm going to go, but I'm going to be good in it. No yeah, winning. No, yeah, no you're going to go. So, Gal, if you see me at Carnival, don't, don't wind me. Stay away from me. Uh, I'm here for the food. Uh, <laughs> so, for yeah, food. we've got to this point and girls are pulled. There's three girls, one touching, like, kind of in between the spaces of all four of us. Um, and, yeah, Mona Lisa kind of popped off, bro. Mona Lisa was actually a really, really, really good week. We've reached the end of part one of the podcast. But part two is ready for you to download right now. So go and grab it from wherever you download your podcast. Go and grab it. Anyway, wherever you... I love that voice. So go and grab it anywhere, wherever you download your podcasts. Sick.